Hello and a very warm welcome to the EMG Gold podcast. This is your host, Sam Boyassi, and you are listening to what is the final episode of the year 2020. And wow, what a year it has been. The whole world was faced with what became the biggest healthcare challenge, certainly in my lifetime anyway, and all eyes were on the pharmaceutical industry for a solution. If you've been tuning in each month, you will have heard me talk through all the COVID-19 updates, which is why I'm so thrilled to end the year on such a positive and hopeful note. Through collective and collaborative efforts, we now have several viable vaccine candidates and the very first vaccines are now being administrated here in the UK. But while we must celebrate this monumental achievement, it's really important that we also take time to acknowledge what a tough year it has been, as well as shining a light on other industry news that have perhaps not received as much attention this year. And there is a lot to do here, so let us begin. First of all, let's go over appointments and acquisitions. So 2020 has been full of new appointments at many of the major pharmaceutical companies. New chief medical officers were welcomed at Ipsent and Novavax in the form of Dr. Stephen Hildeman and Philip Dubovsky, respectively. And Ipsen also appointed Sanofi's former executive vice president of vaccines, David Love, as their new CEO. At Eli Lilly USA, Patrick Johnson became the new president, and back in March, Tom Keith Roach was appointed to head up AstraZeneca's UK branch. Gilead has also had a very busy year, actioning a number of substantial acquisitions. So if you remember, at the start of this year, they announced the acquisition of 47 Inc. for $4.9 billion in a move to strengthen their immune oncology R&D portfolio. And then in September, completed a whopping $21 billion deal acquiring Immunomedics, adding their triple negative breast cancer drug to their portfolio. And AbbVie have also made the news in their notable acquisition of Allegan, which was completed in May, for $63 billion. And this has expanded the company's immunology and hematologic oncology portfolio and rendered AbbVie the world's fourth largest global drug maker. Moving on, conversations around diversity and inclusion have been rightly prevailing throughout the industry this year overall, with individual companies questioning what can be done in pharma to improve clinical messaging and marketing, as well as address a long-standing challenge of underrepresentation of patient populations in clinical trials. It's certainly something that we've been keeping a key eye on. The industry is optimistic that with the fast tracking of virtual trials that COVID-19 necessitated, the latter problem can be addressed by decentralized trials. And on this subject, I highly recommend checking out the 14th issue of Gold, which was published last week, in which we host a roundtable with different chief diversity officers from Sandos, Alexion and Merck, who basically explore the subject and have got a lot to say about it. So if you do have time, please do go and check it out, which you can find on www.emg-gold.com. And then moving on again, this summer saw some really positive news when the European Commission approved marketing authorization for Janssen's Ebola vaccine, making it the first FDA-approved Ebola treatment. And even more notable than this, Nigeria became the final country in Africa to eradicate wild polio. Absolutely amazing progress that we must remember to acknowledge and celebrate. 
And last but not least, following the launch of PrEP, which is a pill that prevents HIV infections, HIV infections among gay and bisexual men in the UK have been reported to have fallen by an incredible 71%. 71%. And to see how far we've come in controlling and treating diseases like Ebola, polio and HIV is so promising and should fill us with a great sense of pride. And last but certainly not least is the subject on everyone's minds and lips, COVID-19 and vaccines. So back in February of this year, the World Health Organization named the new strain of coronavirus COVID-19. And very quickly, the race for vaccine began. Across the world, we saw countries locking down and imposing social restrictions and distancing to prevent the overwhelming of healthcare systems, which is still the case today. And Gilead launched clinical trial studies into their antiviral Ebola drug, Remdesivir, and pharmaceutical companies Eli Lilly, J&J, Roche, Sanofi, and Takeda all joined together to state the industry's commitment to combating COVID-19, promising affordable therapies and global access once available. So GSK bought a $250 million stake in Ver Biotechnology as they sought to identify antibody candidates for a vaccine and Novartis reached an agreement with the FDA to sponsor phase three clinical trials in human patients. And then in May, BADA donated over $1 billion to AstraZeneca to develop, produce and deliver Oxford University's COVID-19 vaccine, pledging to supply 400 million doses. After stopping and starting clinical trials due to adverse reactions in participants, by September, Oxford University and AstraZeneca were resuming clinical trials for their vaccine candidate. Gilead's remdesivir treatment was back in the news by October, where it was announced as the first FDA-approved COVID-19 antiviral treatment. And within just a few short weeks, Pfizer and BioNTech announced their vaccine to be more than 90% effective. Moderna's vaccine was announced to be 94.5% effective. And AstraZeneca and Oxford University's vaccine was announced to be 70.4% effective, 90% if a lower first dose is used. And here in the UK, we are finally seeing the first vaccines being administered to the elderly, the vulnerable, and, and soon enough after that, the amazing frontline workers. And thanks to the hard and consistent work from the pharmaceutical industry, as well as the willingness to work together towards a common good and a common goal, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I can't tell you how fantastic it is to end what has been a very tough year for all of us on such a bright note, but I do appreciate that for a lot of people, it is still tough and it will continue to be hard. But we have proven how much is really possible with the right attitude, hard work and a willingness to collaborate and be agile. Public perceptions of the pharmaceutical industry are changing for the first time in decades, and I for one can't wait to see what is on the horizon for 2021. But that is all for 2020. We will now be taking a two-week break, but I'd like to take this moment to wish you all a safe and wonderful Christmas and all the best for the new year. Take care and thank you for tuning into the EMG Gold podcast this year.